This is Big Three IGP. Catchers in the league going in every week. Racking them points up. Who got the streak? Cause we joking it. Happens to fun. Yeah, this how the crew getting it done. I'm talking Josh, Adam, and Bobby. Making waves like a tsunami. Hard hitting the IR's real. This football, yeah, you know the deal. Cause it's all about the defense and the TDs. Yeah, this is Big 3 IDP. What's up, you diehards, you degenerates, you lovers of defensive football? This is Josh Raymer, and we are back with another episode of the Big 3 IDP podcast. And, Addy, I sure am glad the board has mute on it for uh, during the intro and we make up our own lyrics. Yes, sir. It would have been canceled real quick. <laughs> canceled almost immediately. <laughs> it's a great time, though. Thank you for doing that. You're welcome. I like to make you guys laugh. Loosens is up, gets the energy flowing. I think Bob is uh, damn near having a heart attack over here. Oh, that was a good one. I'm crying. <laughs> you know, anytime you get you boys crying, it's probably yes, very cancel worthy. Yes, hey, it's electric outside, isn't it? Is you saying that because it's a lightning storm? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. You, you are nothing if not meteorological with your humor, yes, Eddie. Hey, we always got to address it first thing in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what the weather is in Boulder. Sure. Yeah, that's true. We are old men. That's old men love to talk about the weather. So here we are. It is storming outside. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Severe weather coming Storms in. Storms are brewing. Because y'all were talking about golf, and unfortunately, it just looks like we're about to get rained yeah. on the rest of this week. I don't know. I'm always kind of skeptical about that. You pull it up on the on the old Apple phone, and it's like, is it really going to rain? Or we we'll just have, yeah? There's always windows for golf, Josh. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I, where there's a will, there's a way yes, when it sir. comes to golfing. Lord oh, we'll, willing, we'll play right through the rain. Hey, boys. Uh, speaking of, this is going to sound like not real at all. You get hit in the ass with a golf ball? Did you? I hit someone with the golf ball. Oh, yes. I've heard this story. I heard this story on 4th of July. Yeah, I hit somebody with a golf ball Saturday. Where at? Kenny Perry. Oh, my god. You hit Kenny Perry? It, it was Kenny. <laughs> Drive. It was Kenny Perry. It was, uh, no, it was, a, I had a bad second shot. I was over, I was over in the, uh, the driving range. Oh, wow. I was, it was, yeah, hit it, uh, sliced it a little bit. So, over in the driving range, I'm still like 199, you know. I'm up there out. Yeah. Um, I got a rangefinder, so I can actually lock in on the on the distance. Sure. But I'm, you know, I'm like 200 out. So um, I got like a, a three hybrid in, in hand. And you know that green, it kind of, you know, you can't, it's kind of a blind shot over there towards the back of it. You got to hold it. I thought they were, you know, well off. Worst thing about all this is there was a little girl with this group. Oh, gosh. But I will say, don't bring your little girl out there <laughs> Saturday morning Dude, this was this no, this was Fourth of July. This was for this oh, was this was gosh. the morning. And I mean, Sunday of Fourth of July. Sunday Fourth of July. Obviously, it's going to be a, a super busy day, and it was completely backed up. Like we were, you know, we had a tea time like nine forty two. Didn't get didn't get to go off until like ten because it was that backed up. And they had their little girl out there, which I'm all for that. Bring them out, do it. Let's grow the game. But let's not do it at that time. Yeah, yeah. maybe at off times. Yeah, you take know? your kids at night. Thursday yes. afternoon, little dusk, little dusk rate. Also, not Kenny Perry. It's yeah. not. It's not the place for him. Yeah, me and I would do that a lot. Grab a couple golf clubs. Don't pay for her. Yeah, I agree. Saturday, freaking July fourth. But use your common sense. Yeah. yeah, but I did feel bad. I I didn't hit the little girl. It was I hit the one of the guys in there. I hit him in the finger. So he did come up to me afterwards <laughs> and let me know that I did it. He uh, 
But you know, it, it worked out. It worked out okay. I, I didn't get in a fight. No fisticuffs in the parking lot. Yeah. It's like, look, I can finish the job if you want. I can shove this putter where the sun don't shine. He understood. Hey, I didn't do it at all. Like if I hit into him before, I understand. But like it, you know, this was the 18th hole. It was truly a mistake. It happens. That's golf. That's part of golf, man. Absolutely. You were also in like the firing range, right? Like right. You were I always take right. Yeah. Exactly. You I always get out of there quick. I was taking shots. There were seriously people weren't stopping at all for me. Them off the chest <laughs> like a machine gun <laughs> fire. Yeah, people weren't stopping for me, but uh, yeah. So it, you know, just hit I, it. I guarantee your inner monologue was like, "Oh God, they're starting to fire at me." I uh, hope these guys are off the green. Here we go. Hit. Exactly, exactly. Oh no, that wasn't hitting a good spot. Oh, just, it was a bad shot, you know. And yeah. On the that's finger, golf. the finger is so small. And it was with a you know a three hybrid that was coming off pretty hot. Oh well, yeah. I mean, he said that it was swollen up, and I was like, "Man, I'm, I did a." I was like, "I'm so sorry. I did. Yeah. I did not see you there. Honest mistake." But. Uh, you know, he did, and he said, "If you'd hit, if you'd hit my, uh, if you'd hit my friend's girl, it would have been a different story." <laughs> Don't bring her. Yeah, <laughs> that's maybe your fault. Maybe that's not my fault. Don't bring her. And there, and then also, you guys are piddling. All yeah, right, I gave yeah. you ample time to get off. Ample, what a great, ample. great use, great that use word, of ample. Eddie. But uh, yeah, so apparently, if you get hit with the golf ball. Don't don't fret. Your time is coming to always, return the favor. Yes, yeah, karma. I always get paired up with the people who you know you're on the tee box and you're like, all right, we can hit now. And they're like, ah, there was that one time I really got a hold of one. And you're like, bro, they're 380 out. We're <laughs> yeah. we're fine. I promise you. And it's yeah. always like, hey, if you hit them, I'll apologize. You know. <laughs> But yeah, and then your friend just dubs one like forty yards off the tee. That's yeah, that's, that's always how that happens. Out. We don't play like that though. Me and no. Adam don't. No, I, I could tell. We could reach right three eighty if we wanted. You yeah. have a rangefinder now, which I like to think of as like just a periscope that you look through, and it's like Star Wars. It's like a monocle. See. Yeah. The, well, the one I have is <laughs> not is not one that uh, it's not a laser, so it's not one that you know you can put on the pin, but it gives you the it has like thirty six thousand courses. Already programmed in. Shout out Bushnell. I think that's the brand. Hey, that's my. Is uh, it like on your phone or is it a separate it's just little a little, doodad? So it's a little bitty, like square, little like beeper. It's like a box. So my archery, my my bow hunting is the same thing. It's a Bushnell. Yeah, and it gives you the. It, it, it knows every course, but it tells you, you know, middle, center front, of the green. Yeah, center of the green, front of the green, back of the green. Wow, wow this is fancy. If you play golf, you really, really, really need to know your yardage. Yes, it's it probably save you two or three strokes around. I'd, I'd Easily. Imagine. But this thing is cool. It's just a bit, it's a got a really like thick magnet on it, and you can just stick it up on the top of the cart. And That's just dope. Drive around with it. Love, love it. it. You know what else I love, Addy? I love our listeners, specifically not our me, boys. Josh. <laughs> not you. Hundred <laughs> percent not you. You're out here trying to kill kill families, take children away from parents. Uh, I don't care for them. Yeah, <laughs> they're overrated. Burden. But our <laughs> listeners, by God, we love them, especially our boy Kieran Brophy. AKA Alf Brophy, member of one of our listener leagues, and just completed a huge Manscaped order. He's an international listener as well. So, reminder to all of our folks in the UK and Canada, Manscaped ships over there as well. But Kieran helped us meet our monthly quota for July in one fail swoop, gentlemen. Yes, sir. Love to see it. Thank you, sir. So, tip of the cap to Mr. Brophy. I think he, uh, I think he's from England. Yes, he is. Drinking a little tea for you. I think so. Either that or maybe Australia. We got a lot of Aussies in these listener leagues. One of our OGs. This was like one of our, he was our, yes. in our first listener yes, league. Yes, he was. Yeah. So. Old Alf's been around for a long time. Big fan. Big yeah. fan. Good guy. 
That's what, but you know, good people just seem to find each other, boys. Well, you'll hear the ad read coming up, but if you've got, you know, brothers or dads that's got birthdays coming up, it's a great Christmas gift. gift. It really, like, we're not just saying this. We've got the gear, and you don't have to buy your dad a ball trimmer. Like, you don't want to throw a ball trimmer at your dad and be like, go shave your saggy ass nuts. He might need to, though. I let, did let, for Father's let, Day. I gave him. Yeah, I gave him you can. Of, I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying you don't have to if you'd feel weird about it. They've got great boxers. They've got yeah. the travel bag. They've got so much stuff yeah. that you can get for brothers, dads, any of the men in your life. And it's good stuff. So help us out. Big three IDPs, the promo code, 20% off. You know, one of the things in my life I struggle with the most is just being manly, just just exuding manliness. And I wake up every morning just a full freaking flock of chest hair. I don't yes, care sir. how much I shave the night before, just freaking coming out of the top yes, of my shirt. That's what that that's what that four point is for. You ain't gotta go down south if you don't want to. You can stay up top and just right. keep it keep that chest trim. It's gonna grow back because we're we're manly men, but Hey, that 4.0, it's there for you every day. And that's a great point, too. You can do it on the chest. You can do it on your face. That's Heck right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I use it for I've done my, that for a long time. I've, I've taken, I do yeah, that with the, the, old the face, beard. then you get with the razor to, you know, yeah. clean it up if you want, if you got a real special occasion. But you can do your face with these things. The yeah. weed eater don't work one Saturday. Just take it outside. Yes, sir. Just trim the trim the around the driveway. Yes, sir. <laughs> but I thought you were talking about the nose hair trimmer. Hey. And not even during the day, do it at night. Yeah. Got that 4,000K LED spotlight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm out searching for a missing kid with my Manscaped razor. No, you'll love your stuff. I'm waiting for that 5.0. Yeah, yes, hold down to the 5.0. It's got like, uh, I mean, what would it, like, it comes mas- with somebody. Yeah, <laughs> it massages your back while yeah, you're at it. The scientists are in the lab right now putting it together, boys. I have no doubt. <laughs> did I tell you what Allie got me for Father's Day? This was Father's Day. She surprised me, and she did pretty good. I'm going to no. guess. She got one of those. Okay, go ahead. He did this right here, so I'm going to say... Um, Oh, I don't even know. A ukulele. She got a me a ukulele. ukulele. You're exactly right. I'm a big, like, Kermit the Frog fan. Um, no, she got me one of those, like, massage guns, you know? Oh, uh, a Theragun. Yes, it's like a Theragun. They're the, awesome. But the cheap, like, Amazon brand, it is very, very nice, though. Yeah, still. same thing, right? Yeah, it's all the same. So where do you where do you massage yourself at? Uh, usually, like, my, sh- <laughs> my shoulders, yeah. my thighs, um, my butt. <laughs> is there you're putting in the middle of your butt? <laughs> More than you'd like to know. <laughs> Are we sure we haven't been canceled yet and nobody told us? Did, did, did we get did we a, get canceled? A can sold, right? <laughs> talking about your butt again. Can. Some people call it I can. thought you were talking about your can of beer. <laughs> no, no, I got that though, don't I? Yes, you do. And upgraded your cooler too, not walking in with a yes, Ziploc sir. bag for hey, life. But they're still going to catch on. I know, Addy. You're you're really putting a lot into this. Ziploc zip bag coolers. <laughs> oh, everybody's doing it. Dot com. I was net. wondering what the name was. Yeah, ziplockcoolers.com. .org. We couldn't get .com. Someone uh, out of Australia has it. All right, fellas, we're going to talk about District 3's rookie draft, and tonight we are doing the defensive end dynasty rankings 1 through 12. We're going to split it up and have 13 through 24 dropping on Monday. Make these pods a little shorter and give you all something to look forward to at the beginning of next week. But before we get into that, Bobby, we had a trade question come in from one of our big three uh, DMs, 
why don't you hit us up with the trade and we can debate and see where we come down? Because we were talking about it in our big three DM, and I think we were of separate minds on this. Yeah, so the trade is T. Higgins. So this is one of. So either T. Higgins, DJ Moore, or Terry McLaurin for Patrick Queen and Rondell Moore. Yeah, so the guy, essentially, he had Patrick Queen and Rondell Moore, and so he had the option to go get one of these three wide receivers for Queen and Moore. So the question I think we need to start with is, if you're holding Queen and Moore, do you want to just hold those two, or do you want to go after one of these three wide receivers? I mean, I really love both of those pieces. I Mm -hmm. love Patrick Queen. I think Patrick Queen's going to be like a top six linebacker this year, and Mm -hmm. I really like Rondell Moore. I think a lot of people are sleeping on him. I think he is going to be the number two option there behind uh, DeAndre Hopkins, and I think they're going to be creative in the way they use him. Um, it's just an ascending offense with Kyler, you know, Kyler Murray just he'll continue to get better. Um, I, I think they're going to use him, you know, um, probably in the short passing game, maybe let him take some uh, snaps out of the backfield, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so I really like Rondell more and hate would hate trading him. Um, and I think only there's, I think there's only one guy that I'd trade him for or, or do this deal for. And you are going with T Higgins, T Higgins. Bobby, what about you? If you're doing the trade, which I think I'm doing the trade, I think I'm swapping Pat Queen and Rondell Moore for one of these three guys. But the question is who? So Addy's going T. Higgins. What about you? I'm not doing the deal. You're not doing the deal? You're holding Pat Queen and Rondell Moore? The more I've thought about it, you know, we talked a little bit about it pre-pod. Rondell Moore is being super slip on right now. People are really forgetting about him. He's going behind a lot of these uh, Terrace Marshall Kadarius Tony sometimes um, haven't really seen him behind a lot of Batemans. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is right there. Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. I, kind of, I mean, that, those are fine. I'm fine with Elijah Moore. I love Terry McLaurin. I honestly still love DJ Moore. I think people are probably sleeping on him. And I'm a huge T. Higgins guy. Shout out to the uh, IDP guys for letting me write their article on him um, going into the rookie draft last year. Being a Clemson boy, I'm a I'm a big T. Higgins guy. I think that him and Jamar Chase are both going to eat. But look at Nuke. We love Nuke. Josh has been a big Nuke guy for a long time, but he's getting older. You know, A.J. Green is a shell of himself. Um, we just looked, and um, Fitzpatrick, Larry, is not even rostered by Fitzgerald. the team. Fitzgerald, I'm sorry. Um, Christian Kirk really is just a guy. Andy Isabella is not really anything. The other thing, exactly what Adam said, people aren't really taking into consideration aside from Pat Queen is Arizona might lack a little bit of a running game this year. You know, you really going to try to roll out James Connor and, and Chase Edmonds like they're somebody. Um, Kyler might throw the ball a lot this year. And I, if Rondell runs the slot, um, I, I think Rondell Moore could be just as valuable as any of those other guys. And you get Pat Queen. Yeah, so I have changed my answer. I originally was Terry McLaurin, who I think is the best wide receiver out of these three. It was my sales tactic. Was that what did it? No. Well, I just got to thinking about quarterback because I love Terry McLaurin. I really think he has a chance to be top 12, but the, the QB is such a huge question mark there. Yeah. And for all of the um, shade that Sam Darnold has been rightfully thrown at the you know start of his career here, I think he has a good chance to revive his career in Carolina with a you know, creative play caller there. Um, and so if I can get DJ Moore, who's 24 years old attached to a possibly ascending Sam Darnold, I think I would do that hmm. because I think if Darnold is an upgrade over what DJ Moore has had in Carolina thus far, 
that could be a perennial wide receiver one. I love T Higgins as well. And obviously the Joe Burrow, you know, is the best of these three quarterbacks, at least right now between Fitz magic and Sam Darnold. But is he going to be the one on his own team? You also have Tyler Boyd there and Jamar chase. And I know you all are big Jamar chase fans. I think he's going to be great as well. I think he will be the one for his team, but man, how's that pie going to break down? Cause those are three really good wide receivers. Is this going to be like a Steelers situation where all three guys have a chance to crack like top 28 wide receiver. You yeah. talking about Boyd too? Yeah. Boyd in the mix as well. I think that Chase and Higgins are clear one and two. Yeah. I agree. I think Boyd is three. I, I like Boyd. I even like Alden Tate, honestly. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a clear one, honestly. So I think, I think T Higgins is from everything I've been seeing, he's been working pretty hard this off season. So, I mean, yeah. there's a, it's a good chance that he's going to take another step. So, I mean, I, I think you're going to see these guys, him and Chase alternating the, the wide receiver one, you know, role each week. So you're numbers. saying you would take all three of those guys over these over Queen and Moore? I would, yes. And are you saying that as well? No, I'm. I would. I would do it. I guess for T Higgins, but even I feel like I'm gonna regret that eventually. I, I, I like Rondell Moore, man. He's just so electric. Yeah. Um, and I really like what that Arizona offense is is gonna potentially become. So it's just tough. That's a tough trade, man. I think that's I think that's a very fair trade. Yeah, I agree. The, the fact that we're agonizing over it this yes. much says that it is a fair trade. So you wouldn't be stupid just to sit Pat with Pat and Rondell Moore. Yeah, let's let's pay attention to that too. If Pat takes another step this year, good gosh. You're looking at you have maybe a linebacker one for the foreseeable future. And what if Rondell Moore is a top 24 wide receiver in the future as well? Sit Pat and want more. Okay, what else can we so say? You wow. could do, so you could do, I think, I mean, truly, I think I would feel more comfortable accepting, you know, with the, the just lone receiver side if they were maybe like a second round pick yeah. attached. Yeah. T okay, so maybe he needs to ask for a little more. I would want a little more, I think. Okay. The fantasy community probably would rather have McLaurin, right? I think so, man, but I, I think it, they're a little obsessed with with. I agree, Terry. I agree. What about DJ Moore, DJ Chark this year straight up? Who do y'all want? DJ Moore still. Mm, DJ Moore, yeah. Okay. Because I'm with I'm with Addy. He the what, more I've seen about Visca, it's just like this is the wide receiver one in Jacksonville. I think Chark like is gonna be the wide receiver three. So DJ Moore or Rondale Moore straight up. DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Hundred percent. But I'll. I mean, I would. Okay. I would. I, I would do that trade. I mean, I would, you. Uh, you know, if you could get Rondale Moore plus, which yeah. you obviously could. You could probably get a lot more. I would I, think. I think Rondell's being slept on a lot. I can't believe you're not higher on Rondell because you've always kind of been a big Kyler stan. Yeah, I just I know Nuke's the size. Still be there. It's the size is it's 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 very rare. We haven't seen a guy this small, and it's just there's a lot there right now, and so there's not though. There's really yeah. not. There's nothing. I mean, really. I mean, how long? Of, how much longer do we think Nuke has? Is like he's not, already thirty. I'm not right? saying um like top twelve fantasy wide receiver, but just like the one for his team. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I Which think another it, two it, years. the shelf life is much longer for that typically than it is for fantasy relevance. So but, that's you know typically offenses like that can support three productive receivers. So I mm-hmm. mean, there's plenty of room there, and there's no one there in that role to take over those those short. Two. And I'm always been this is how I play fantasy. I'm more of give me the known quantity, uh-huh. yeah. like T Higgins, DJ Moore, Terry McLaurin. We know that they're not going to 
like crap your team and that they could go to another level. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rondell Moore is still a mystery box. Mm. So that's where I come down. I would do it for any of those three guys. Give me DJ Moore if I have my pick of the litter. But don't be afraid to, yeah, maybe ask for a little more. It's a good trade. I yeah. mean, it is a good trade. You know. Let's do the one more small trade we talked about as well, and I even talked to um, Macri about today. So Isaiah Simmons and Kareem Hunt for the 109 this year and Devonta Smith and uh, Jalen Waddle are still on the board. Yeah, I think I'm taking the 109. It depends, I guess. It's really close. Well, I don't know if does it depend. I mean, you you said earlier that you like the Kareem Hunt Isaiah Simmons. But you side. also like Bateman over Waddle. Um, so my, so if Devonta Smith were to go, yeah. But th- would you would you but, still But no. Devonta Smith is there for him to take, right? Is yeah. that the yeah. he's no, got his pick I, I between actually, Waddle and I Smith. I think actually the way it went was those guys were still on the board. It was at pick 8. He was picking 9. Oh, oh okay. so one of those two guys could go. If Smith is gone, correct. I'm yes. keeping Hunt and Simmons. I I like the Devonta Smith option there. Shit, man, even though if Bateman is there at 9, that's hard. I like Hunt. I just traded for him, but I do think we could start to see him slow down the next year or two. Um, Simmons, I love, but, but it's just an IDP. You got to, and we got to, you know, his value took a hit with Zayvon coming there. Yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. So, I mean, really what this trade tells me is that it's time to go out and, and make some offers for Simmons. Yeah. Yes. Or I mean, Pat Queen, apparently. Cause we, you know, he, he got knocked down a peg, but he's still going to be potentially an elite producer for us in IDP. So I'd, I'd be, I'd be sending out some offers for Simmons. You're right though. Chase, Devonta Smith, Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddle. That's my four in in order. I don't know about you guys. That's probably yeah. not consensus. Similar. Yeah. I mean, I, I got definitely Bateman up there. Bateman's a top three for me. I guess the key thing for me, too, is Smith is not far behind Chase for me. Uh, who did I say Bateman? I mean Smith. Um, Smith is elite. I think Smith could be nasty. If Hurts is anything. That's the problem, though. Yeah. So it's QB. Got, yeah, Hurts. But we do see that change so quickly. You know, if Hurts sucks, they're going back yeah. to the drawing board. I don't know how many games they have to win or, or uh, you know, in order for Hurts to stay steady. I don't even know who his backup is right now. Have they been making good picks, though, lately? Yeah. I mean, it seems like, I don't know. We, we used to hear all this Miss JJ Ortega-Whiteside, wasn't it? And um, They passed over DK Metcalf yeah. and Ortega. Exactly. Um, I don't know, man. It's just a weird team. Kenny Gainwell, Miles Sanders, what is he this year? Their defense still sucks. Even, it's terrible. I'm not so sure. We'll talk about Josh Sweat a little bit tonight. I'm not so sure they shouldn't leave Josh Sweat out there a little bit more. Definitely. See. Maybe some of the, uh, what's his name from Detroit? There? Well, wait till we talk about the Eagles defensive end room. It is hilarious yeah. what's going on with these guys and their contracts. Mm. Just so a lot we'll, of rotation. We'll talk more about that. Also, Rager over Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. That I was mean, it. That was it. Rager over Jefferson. That's what it was last year. Well, yeah. And then there's a Fulgham game where he looks crazy. You got John Hightower running around out there. Quintez, uh, not Quintez Cephas, uh, Quez Watkins. Right. I mean, just like, what are we doing? Where, where's the talent yeah. outside of Smith? Are we just filling holes here? How many blue chip players are on that team? I'm not counting a lot. Any? I mean, tell me one. I mean, you, yeah, you, you got to hope. You got to hope that Smith is. Yeah, well, you got to hope that Hertz is. Yeah, you haven't been able to trade Zach Ertz. Yeah. yeah. Why? They'll probably just end up 
Can they cut him with his contract? His cap has to be a lot. Yeah. Because there nobody want. I'm just pray, please, Colts, don't do this. We don't. We don't need washed ass Zach Hurts. Like, but he's Buffalo Zach bound. Hurts. It is a good time to kind of filter out some of these trades. Uh, nobody's really doing a whole lot. Maybe some people are way too bored, but leagues are kind of dying down a little bit. If you can go get some of these Isaiah Simmons and Pat Queens and kind of buy them low, now's a great time to do that because everybody's wanting to pay attention to freaking rookies right now. And Zayvon Collins, too, coming off yeah. that uh, arrest. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've noticed him drop in, in the drafts I've been doing recently, I think, just because of stuff like that. Yeah. People don't want the knuckleheads. Right. It just It gives you just a bit of a pause. Yep. All right, well, let's get into it here, and we are looking at defensive ends tonight. But before we get into that, we got to take a break to hear from our friends at Manscaped RSO, and we got a special little treat for y'all tonight, a teaser, a trailer from our boy Commissioner Evan talking about his new pod, which is going to be in the Big 3 IDP feed it's the Big Game Theory podcast, and he's got a real fun 30-second trailer with. We're going to hit you guys right off the top with that. Then we'll hear from our friends at Manscaped and Reality Sports Online. And when we come back, we will be talking about defensive end dynasty rankings. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Hey, my name is Evan Ronda, and I'm the host of the Big Game Theory podcast. This fantasy football game theory show will cover a variety of core game theory topics in short, easy to understand episodes. From simple concepts like upside and risk to complex ones like value fragmentation and opportunity cost. If you're new to the game or a longtime vet, the Big Game Theory Podcast has something that will fundamentally reshape the way you play fantasy football. It's time to talk about Manscaped once again. Our friends are going to get you bube free for hot guy summer. Addy, summer is coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Ooh-wee. I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> Judging by what we look like, I don't think the beach bod needs to go anywhere near people's eyeballs. But if you do have a beach bod like Bobby, mm-hmm. call you beach bod Bobby. Beach Bob. You're in. <laughs> You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIG3IDP. Speaking of trimming your balls, fellas, I heard a great story one time from a buddy of mine. Can't remember his name, but he was at a wedding and he was upstairs. He was getting ready. It was an outdoor wedding. Beautiful day. You know, they got the suits on. They're looking nice. But he's like, I'm probably going to have sex with one of these bridesmaids. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I need to get my downstairs right. Sure. So he was cleaning up before the wedding in an upstairs bedroom. He's got the towel underneath him. He's trimming up. So he's got the pubes in the towel. Yeah. So he's like, all right, I got to dispose of these pubes somehow. Right. I'm not just going to toss them in the trash can. Right, right. So he's like, goes over to the window and he kind of just you know, throws the towel, kind of puffs it out. So all the pubes fly off into the air. Mm-hmm. Well, at the same time, the caterers are bringing the wedding cake out from the house and all the pubes come down on this wedding cake. It's a crazy story. 
Yeah, that uh, that is wild. It sounds exactly like that uh, movie American Wedding. Was the guy's name Jason? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that might just be the plot from American Wedding. Yeah, but, it definitely is. But either way, maybe he was using Manscaped. Maybe he wasn't. But uh, shout out that dude and his uh, wedding cake pubes. Man, I wonder, I wonder how much mileage he's gotten out of that, you know? Probably not enough. <laughs> it's a very popular movie. It is. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, Make You Look Huge, and a Travel Bag to Hold Your Goodies. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes a Lawnmower 4.0, which is a, a trimmer that is insane, and dare I say, the goat of all ball trimmers. <laughs> so, when I think of words for the lawnmower 4.0, insane comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is just wild. It's insane. always just spouting off like conspiracy theories in my drawer. Right, I mean, yeah. it's insane. It's unhinged. Yes. Truly. But uh, their fourth gener- generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, which can engage a travel lock and give you the ability to um, turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on. <laughs> There's a all. lot of logistics in your part of the app. We always get Addy to read the hard part. It's like the 4,000K LED spotlight travel lock. They know I love the numbers. <laughs> But, uh, you know, did I mention this, this trimmer's waterproof too, guys? You didn't. <laughs> no. You didn't. Yeah, so in the shower, in the wild, from your chest pubes all the way down to your ball pubes, Lawnmower 4.0 <laughs> is the best trimmer for you. Uh, don't miss the hair up top either. Do you want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? I didn't know there was another level, but apparently there is. It's next level, Bobby. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker to chop your worst weeds up top in your nose and your ears. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. I don't know if y'all know, 9,000 RPM is quite a bit. That's a lot. That seems like a lot. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes that Addie loves so much. Love them holes. Seal the deal with Manscaped's liquid formulations. Before heading outside, use Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant to keep you on your game in the heat. Then after trimming the lawn and whacking the weeds in the heat, give your beach balls a boost and use Crop Reviver. It gets a little, uh, I get a little lost in the sauce here with the metaphors. I'm like, so I'm I'm in the, I'm whacking the weeds and yeah. trimming the lawn. I'm uh-huh. in the heat. So am I doing this like outside on my back porch? Wherever. And give the beach balls a boost. Sure. But I love it, Bobby. You're doing a great job. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, as Addy talked about, make you look a little bigger, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIG3IDP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIG3IDP at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped.
What's up, guys? Josh here with the Big Three IDP Podcast. And if you've listened to this show for any length of time, I think one episode would be enough to do it. You've heard us talk about Reality Sports Online, or RSO. Our main league, the XFFL, has been on the Reality Sports Online platform since 2016, and it very quickly became our favorite fantasy football platform by far, because we haven't found another platform that makes you feel like you're at the helm of your own team. This is the closest thing we have found to being an NFL general manager, and we absolutely love it. That's why we have partnered up with Reality Sports Online to give you a chance, if you've never been in one of their leagues, to see what all the buzz is about. This year, if you would like to start your own RSO league, you can use the promo code BIG3IDP to get 10% off the $12.99 site fee. That's BIG3IDP to get 10% off your $12.99 site fee for the year. So what are you waiting for? With RSO, you have free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. I told y'all, it's like being an NFL GM. There's nothing you can't do. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is that it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. So if you'd like to start your own league on the RSO platform, that's promo code BIG3IDP. It's going to get you 10% off your site fees for year one. That's promo code BIG3IDP at realitysportsonline.com. Fantasy just got real with Reality Sports Online. All right, we're back. Hope you all enjoyed that insane ad read for Manscaped and that you're excited for our boy Evan. We'll be dropping the first episodes here very soon, so stay tuned for that. But for now, gentlemen, we've got some defensive ends to talk about. Yes, sir. These are from Addy's Dynasty Rankings over at Big3IDP.com. Soon to be. Soon to be. RealitySportsOnline.com. That's right. We are in the talks right now with our boys over at RSO to host the rankings over there as well. So, all of our listener leagues, all you'll have to do is right there on the homepage now. Yep. Addy's Rankings. Yep. So, uh, expect some updated ranks coming very soon, but expect them in a new spot. That's right. They will still be available on our site, but also on Reality Sports Online, which is awesome. We love those dudes, and we like continuing this partnership with putting our rankings over there. But, gentlemen, this is the list that we're using for tonight. Like we mentioned, we'll have 1 through 24 on tonight's pod, and then, I'm sorry, 1 through 12 on tonight's pod, and then 13 through 24 dropping on Monday. These these are updated for the most part. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So, let's start at the very top, boys. Uh, I'm not going to read it through one through 12. We're just going to go one at a time and we will start at the tippy top with the monster from the Washington football team known as Chase Young. Gentlemen, I got to thinking about this on Sunday, listening to Z-Mags put Young on his Mount Rushmore future IDP stars. I liked where Z-Mags took that question. That's nice. It was a, it was a fun exercise. I'm so, I was surprised he put um, Fred Warner on the Mount Rushmore 
when he's such a Dre Greenlaw stand. <laughs> Felt like a little bit of a conflict of interest. True. That's true. Explain yourself, Z-Max. Explain yourself. But one guy he had on there that I could not argue with was Chase Young. And I, I, I have Young as my overall IDP 101 right now. A lot of people, they may have Darius Leonard. You may have Devin White. You may have Miles Garrett. For me, it's Chase Young. And this was the epiphany I had. I truly believe Chase Young will be viewed as the best IDP of all time after his career is over. Like, who holds that crown right now? In, in recent memory, it's probably J.J. Watt, J. J. right? Watt, right, yeah. Uh, Keekly, Bobby yeah. Wagner's in the mix as well. Patrick Willis was headed there. Yes, he was uh, before his career was, was cut short. Aaron Donald pretty far up there, Aaron too. Aaron Donald, yes, yes of absolutely. But I really do think... 10, 15 years from now, however long Chase Young plays, I think we will look back and say, this is, like, I, I really do think LaDainian Tomlinson is the best offensive fantasy player of all time. I would put Chase Young on that trajectory right now. He He's the guy, I think, when it's all said and done, that will be the GOAT for IDP. Hmm. So he's 101 for me right now. Wow. 22 years old, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he's number two overall for me, right behind Devin White. But yeah, I mean, I'm I don't disagree with anyone that has him one. I mean, I I might by the end of the summer as well. Um, eighty-seven point two PFF grade for for his rookie year, which is just amazing. That was sixth best among all edge rushers. He had forty pressures on four hundred fifty-nine pass rush snaps. So, you know, not not the the most pressures, but whatever. Year one, he was facing a lot of doubles. Um, you know, I expect him to just continue to get better as he continues to grow into his already enormous body. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that uh, there's, there's no limit on, on what this guy could, you know, potentially become. Yeah, Baba, what do you think? I think that's quite the remark. You know, the best IDP player of all time. Of all time. Not something to paper over very quickly. Now we won't be able to like fact check this for probably well, another sure. decade and a half, but it's debatable. I'm planting my flag. I like it. I like it. I don't know. I'm not as big of a young guy. I have him too behind Garrett, but if you want to have him one, I'm not going to debate it that much. He's great. He's elite. That's the headline though. What's that? The best ID play, uh, IDP player of all time. The best ID pleat of these fans <laughs> have ever seen. No, I think, is, is Garrett number one for you all right now? I know, Addy, these are your ranks. You have them too. Bobo, you said Miles Garrett is one for you. Mm-hmm. I think consensus across seems across the IDP landscape seems to be Miles Garrett at yes. one. Yes, yeah. I think so. For Just this, because he's done more. For this year. And then it I probably, think even for Dynasty, most people would have Garrett one. But I'm saying 2022, we're probably going into it and saying consensus young is the DN one now. This is probably just a little bit ahead of the I've curve. already seen a little bit of people, uh, a little bit of, you know, drafts doing that. Sure. Taking young first. Yeah. Yeah, so, Johnny Johnny loves that. He said that before in a couple of drafts. Young and I, Garrett going one and I, two right where they need to be. I mean, there's four years of you know age between those two. So, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to me as well. For when we sure. did that dynasty, I don't know if it was the IDP only mock draft, but I was at the 101 and I took Chase Young. Yep. The only thing that makes me not fade age as much in DNs is just because you see some of these guys that are still grown man strength. Oh, yeah. Akeem Hicks, 30 years old. You know, Akeem's fading a little bit, but... I mean, J.J. Watt's 32. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's the kind of career arc I expect 
Chase Young to have is just this outrageous in the mix for DN1 every single year. He's healthy. I like it. 13.3 points per game for Chase Young. Great for a rookie. I mean, Miles Garrett was 15.57. How was the log for Chase Young early in the season? Because it wasn't great early on. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, he got banged up early on, but he had a really strong finish. He put together some monster weeks. Um, yeah, I felt like he got more comfortable as the season went on, but also I'm not sure that he was completely healthy. You know, yeah. usually when you're banged up early on, you it just lingers, lingers the entire year. Yeah. So, I will say one thing I really like about Miles Garrett, he does get some strip sacks. Um, before the bye in 2020, um, he actually had four forced fumbles, and he recovered two fumbles um, before week nine. Um, to go with two, four, six, seven, eight, nine sacks before the bye. That's what I was going to say. We can just move on to Garrett here at number two. But the storyline, it seems like, has been, don't forget, Miles Garrett had COVID. Like, yeah. he was really affected, couldn't yep. breathe, wasn't himself. He still finished as the DN1 mm-hmm. last year. And for me, he's the favorite to repeat as the DN1 until proven otherwise, especially with the improvements we've seen along this Browns defense, uh, because yeah, you're right, Bobby, he does it all. Like if you're talking redraft, I don't think there's any doubt that miles Garrett is at the top of the mountain. Yeah. It just depends. Big play, you know, what's your scoring look like as far as whether you're going to go D end or whether you're going to go linebacker. Um, but Garrett to me is just still above chase young from a points per game perspective. Um, I think that can change. I think within two years we could maybe see that um, that shift a little bit. I just love Garrett. I had him on my team. It's probably a little bit of uh, owner's bias here, and I traded him a couple years ago for essentially like the 103, I think it was, um, which is fine. It ended up being a nice offensive piece, but I still miss Miles Garrett. There's just so few elite DNs in the NFL right now as far as a DN1 for your IDP team don't freaking trade them. You, if you trade them, trade them for a ton. I mean a ton because it's going to set you so far back. You better be really going and gaining a RB1, a tight end one, a pick, a great IDP. I mean, unless you're improving in other areas of your team, don't freaking trade these guys. Don't trade them for bench players or even freaking picks, honestly. That's my two cents. Yeah, they're consistent, and they can also give you those 40-point weeks. Yeah. I mean, you can't get that anywhere else. So, yeah, th- those guys are gold. You got to hang on to them. Speaking of the points per game for Miles Garrett, 15.6 points per game uh, in 2018, 16.6 points per game in 2019, 15.6 in 2020. But, mm-hmm. like we mentioned, he caught the Rona. Through, this, through those first seven games of last year, he was averaging 20.14 points per game. So, he was on a pace to game be his breaker. best year. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I mean, that would have been only second to TJ Watt. So, I mean, look at that leap. If he had continued on that pace, 16.6. Yeah, that's what a leap looks like. 20.1. For sure. Yeah. So, no arguments here if you want to go Garrett. For me, it's Chase Young because of the four-year age gap. And I just, I really do think that Chase Young's trajectory will eclipse what Miles Garrett is able to do in Cleveland. And, again, like... We're splitting hairs here. These are like two absolute locked and loaded studs. Give me all of these guys. Yes. Like I'm I'm sitting here like taking one over the other. But my God, if you've got either of them, you're doing great. You're off to a great start with your IDP. These first 12 pretty much love them all. Is that that the tear break for y'all? 
one and two. Yeah. No, it is not for me. No. I actually, I did the exercise of ranking these 24 that you're going to hear. And yeah. the tear break is after number, I think three for me. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you on that. So let's talk about number three here. And uh, this is the first Bosa brother on the list. We've got Nick Bosa at number three, Addy. What do you like about Nick Bosa? Yeah, so, you know, 2019, 47 tackles, nine sacks. That was playing 76% of the defensive snaps. Um, really solid numbers for the rookie. Um, well, that year, of course, that was he missed most of 2020 for a ACL. It was something significant. Let me look it up. So, yeah, so that's unfortunate. But, I mean, man, started, started out so hot. Um, had a 17.5 win percentage. Uh, pass rush win percentage that was 23rd in the league um 80 pressures that was six most in the nfl um so i mean you you can't ask for a better start than that yeah it was acl so um i just i love go back and look at his uh 2019 season because he was really solid 14.4 points per game in 2019 according to big three scoring he is streaky like i will admit that his rookie campaign but when he hit, this is what we're talking about. When these guys hit, it's weak winning potential. That's what separates this top tier for me. Every IDP position, hell, every fantasy player is going to give you, you know, turd weeks. Nobody is going to drop, you know, 10, 15 points consistently every single week, except for maybe your quarterbacks. IDP is no different. There's no linebacker, defensive end, safety that is every week going to give you exactly what you want. So what we're looking for here with these top tier guys is the potential to single-handedly win your week. And Nick Bosa is that type of player. And he's just a little bit higher than Joey for me because of the age. Yep. 23.7. Yep. Still very young, Bobo. I'm not as big of a Bosa boy. I don't know. I'm just a little skeptical until I see it again. I don't want to have him up there that high. I think that's fair. 2019 was a different year. We've talked about it. DeForest Buckner was still there. Eric Armstead looked good beside of DeForest Buckner. Um, D Ford played pretty decent that year. You know, this year he is, what is Eric Armstead without DeForest Buckner again? Now they have the addition of my boy, Samson Ebukam. Um, maybe he turns out to be something alongside Bosa. Um, Bosa could be good. He could be elite. Um, I just want to see it again before I draft him there. I think there's other names that I want ahead of him. Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, you boys were talking about the tiers. It's four in my tier. Is it? In the top tier. Yeah, the so next guy's definitely. Next guy's yep. in the first tier. Well, let's talk about him. It is, we got some bros here. You know, it was uh, J.J. Watt atop this list once upon a time. It was Joey Bosa. But now we got Nick Bosa and we got T.J. Watt. At number four, the Pittsburgh Steeler probably about to get paid here pretty soon. I would yeah. say, uh, I think Pittsburgh would be dumb not to lock TJ Watt up for a long time and keep him on their squad. 22.7 points per game in 2020. Addy, you mentioned this made him the highest scoring player per game last season. This was actually up from 2019 when he scored 21.5 points per game. The only real knock on TJ Watt is age. He'll turn 27 in October. So for dynasty purposes, he gets dinged a little bit. And here's my question, Addy. Do you think maybe we've seen peak TJ Watt? Yes, yes, I, I definitely think so. I mean, 
the pace he's on, it's, it's been quite incredible. That's what I said. His past two years would say no because he's improved. Mm-hmm. He's still ascending. That's what he did from 19 to 20. But I think if you're buying him expecting that type of production, it's a recipe for disappointment because he was the points leader, which means he can only go down. Yeah. He, you know, if you're expecting something north of 20, they talk about Bobby on the fantasy footballers sure. a lot, like touchdown uh, like percentage with quarterbacks, mm-hmm. like what percentage of their passes turned into touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And like you see quarterbacks up around 8%, which is really unsustainable. Most mm-hmm. quarterbacks are around like four to 6%. Uh-huh. And this 20, per, this 20 points per game threshold feels like an outlier type of season. I'm not, would I be shocked if TJ Watt put up north of 20 points per game in 2021? No. Am I banking on it? No. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. The points per game metric to me is something we probably don't talk about enough here. Um, to me, it's really important. You know, 15 sacks in 2020. I, you know, and we got to give TJ Watt a little bit of credit as well because um, you did lose Bud Dupree throughout the year. Um, Stefan Tuitt, you know, was there, had a great year as well, but very little linebacking core behind him. Devin Bush dropped out. You know, they kind of ran through the year with, I mean, just some okay linebackers. Um, Watt clearly an edge, obviously, but um, I like Watt. I don't know. We'll talk about later on kind of where we all have them ranked and everything, but um, Watt still being 26 going into being 27, it's it's not as much of a as much of a big deal for me. I, I still am drafting Watt with a ton of confidence. I don't have him a ton of places, but um, I probably should, honestly. Yeah, he's someone I'll probably bump up to three after we've kind of discussed him tonight. But, um, yeah, incredible log, truly. When you when you look at his log, yeah. he had 12 games where he scored over 20 points, four games where he scored over 30 points. Ice. Yeah. I mean, that's how you end up north of 20 points. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the only, game. you know, his two worst games were 6.5 and 8.25. And then he had a 10 point game. Other than that, every game was over 20 points. That's yeah. a, that's a weak winner for you. That's absurd. Yeah. I mean, really it is. So yeah, TJ Watt, um, 22.7 points per game. It does seem unlikely that he's going to repeat but damn i mean we didn't think he'd repeat after his, yeah, his he did. 2019 year and he That's, did I, i'm not i'm not um counting him out to continue at this like just kind of flatten out yeah above 20 points per game but Man, right. that's asking a lot. Yeah, I mean, even if it's right, if it's not 20, you know, if it's 20 points per game, that's still really freaking awesome. If that's 18 points per game, yeah. that's still going to be like top five at the position probably. Yeah. The one thing I like about him too, he only had two forced fumbles on the year and one interception. So points per game wise, it's not like he had a ton of interceptions or a ton of strip sacks or, you know, got a couple of touchdowns some you know, fumbles recovered. Most of his points are literally coming from tackles and from sacks. Um, which is healthy. I mean, sacks yep. aren't always sticky. You can't necessarily go ahead and replicate them again for the next year. But for Watt, maybe you can. Yeah, that's that's so true, man. I mean, if you're looking at, for, you know, a positional advantage, I mean, Watt really is the only guy next to Jamal Adams that kind of fits that description yeah. because the next closest to him last year was Bosa, who averaged 16 points per game. So, I Dear mean, goodness. nearly seven points difference between those two guys between the one and two between the one and two yep. on a per game basis again huge. if you want to take this guy number one overall 
If Friday P, go for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we wouldn't be like, eh, I don't know about that. But there are some very nice and, you know, five-year younger options underneath. And yes. That's the only thing. For redraft, I don't think for redraft, Dynasty he's probably purposes, the He's probably the one. He probably is. Like, I'm not going to fault you. But in Dynasty, yeah, I don't think I'm taking TJ Watt. Right. One, just because of the age. If I can get Chase Young for, like, but five more years... I'm but, taking that. But you've still got Watt for another four to five years. Yeah. Solid. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at JJ. But, like, we're talking, like, elite. elite oh, I know. I get it. For, for maybe, what, two years? If he, if he if he's... Probably two to three more years. Okay. And then he'll be a DN two or three those last couple. I mean, Which I, is really good. Yeah. I would really expect... Good. I mean, he's been on this same kind of trajectory as, like, his brother. I had that conversation... You know? Literally with our boy, uh, Lauren Baby, this week. Um, and just talking about how sometimes these DN2s and these DB2s, shout out to our boy for just winning the XFFL last year. You know, Lauren didn't have the sexiest lineup, but had just a bunch of serviceable DN2s. He did have Brian Burns. He does have Denari- uh, Darius Leonard, but he also just... He knows how to fill out a lineup. He knows how to, you know, dig and to get these, you know, weekly points coming from linebackers and from people like Legarius Sneed. You don't always have to go out and get these Jamal Adams in order to be able to compete week to week. There's a huge difference between like your RB2 and your DN2. Um, go fill out your offensive lineup oh, yeah. and everything. And then the, the IDP, just pay attention to us. We'll, we'll fill you in with the rest of it, but I always do. We'll steal you right. Sometimes your, your unsexy Matt Milano's can, can get you shit. And those from cookies, time to time. whatever you want to do, whatever draft strategy you got. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll help you with, we'll help you piece it together. So That's right. We'll tell you the guys to pick and the ones to stay away from. You just mentioned him, Bobby, a guy I would love to have on my squad. Number five on Addy's list, Brian Burns. A lot I've mentioned this before. A lot of very smart peop, uh, football people are in love with Burns' potential. I see him as the cornerstone of a vastly improved Panthers defense. It's not crazy uh, to see him ranked ahead of Joey Bosa and Daniil Hunter in Dynasty, who are the next two guys on this list. But even in redraft, I think I'm shooting my shot with Burns over those two because I want the upside. I just think Burns has the potential. Like I've been, I said this in the last pod. Like where could we be wrong? Yeah. And part of that is sometimes not being bold enough to shake up consensus because when does end of the year finish mm-hmm. ever resemble what we thought it would beginning of the season? And I could absolutely just see Brian Burns having a TJ Watt type season where he's averaging north of 20 points a game. Yeah, that's a great plug, too, for your consensus ranks, Josh. You know, a lot of times we want to talk about our projections and, you know, Adam's ranks going into 2021. But go back and check out Josh's consensus ranks on the website from last year. And it talks about all these guys, boom games, who was average, who was kind of a bust banked, uh, you know, based on uh, where they finished the year. But yeah, the big key for me is exactly what you said about that vastly improved Panthers defense. We're going to talk about another guy, maybe here in a little bit, Yeter Gross Matos that I really like. Derek Brown maybe looks to have another good year coming up. Jeremy Chin, Shaq Thompson. Didn't the Carolina, uh, didn't they draft a cornerback pretty high as well? Horn, yeah. Uh, yeah, JC Horn. Um, so Burns is slowly gaining a little bit of help from, uh, 
from year to year. And we'll talk about a guy who I really love coming up. Uh, Montez Sweat is going to be giving our boy Chase Young quite a bit of, of uh, help as well. So, and improving defense is going to be something that Burns is probably um, likely to be grateful for this year. Here's a uh, tweet that I like from from Macri um, it, about Brian Burns. Approved across the board from his rookie year uh, to 2020. Year one to year two, overall grade 67. I'm sorry, 63.7 to 76.8. Run defense improved from 55.2 to 61.5. Pass rush grade improved from 68.7 to 86.9. Snaps went from 478 to 750. Pressures went from 30 to 57. Sacks went from 7.5 to 9. Year 3 to be continued. And then uh, love the gift that he chose. He chose the Michael Jordan ceiling is the roof. Ceiling is the roof, (laughs) yes. I was going to say, I I remember John's gift game has been very Very strong. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, it's, and there was all, he also put a great tweet out about just all the the sacks that um, he wasn't able to close in on or or whatever. Uh Yeah, he had uh, 21 quarterback hits, which was 11th in the NFL. He said these are essentially plays that come within a split second of being a sack. Here, I want to take that one step further. Go read John's Bold Predictions article Ooh, on PFF yes, because this. this was the improvement you've talked about here wasn't just the pros. He went from 67.5 overall PFF grade year one at Florida State to 70.9 to 88.9. Mm. Of course, entering the NFL, you're going to drop because you're you know learning how to be a professional. 63.7 and then up to 76.8. A little trade question for you. If Lorne comes knocking, do you do Brian Burns for Devin White? Mm, that's tough. Is Brian Burns a D-end in RSL? Yeah, he is. He's okay. still there. Boy, that is tough. Straight up. Mm. We're not locking you in anything. No, no, no. Yeah. Just hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, Lauren, we hey, Lauren, yeah. Lauren, yeah, I got him on the phone. <laughs> he's, oh, yeah, he's definitely got him on the phone right Shannon now. Shannon Sharp. <laughs> yes, exactly, with Julio. Man, I'm out of there. Um, man, um, yeah, I think I would do that deal. Wow. Oh. I think I would do that deal. Yeah. I didn't see that coming. Dude, what if they would you would do that deal and then they they would change Burns to linebacker? I know to linebacker, and I would just I'd be the dog gift, dude, sitting in the fire. Everything's Truly, fine. that's something that needs to be like talked about. That's happening a lot. Shout out Macri on Jalen Phillips. We'll talk about him here coming up. But yeah, he, get these people back to defensive ends. Wow, so, Josh, congrats. That's a big. That's a big did you deal. Just say I was not obligated to this. No, you are. You do. Yeah, you gotta send it. I've yeah. got it in my inbox. It's binding. He's already switched teams. <laughs> What's going on here? The algorithms. <laughs> Taking over. <laughs> All right. Number six on the list. We got Joey Bosa, the other Bosa bro. I think Joey, he's very ugly. Like his brother got all the handsome genes. Um, but Joey criminally underrated 16 points per game. The last couple seasons, um, he can be streaky just like Nick. And I do have my concerns with Melvin Ingram gone. Like who else is there? Alongside Joey Bosa, Uchina, let me check Uwasu. our lads. Yeah, it's it's not a lot. Um, so do I worry that the streakiness could continue with him being schemed out? Yes. Uh, but assuming they do get some help, I have zero worries long term about Joey Bosa. Don't forget, he just signed that deal last, last offseason. We saw it on Hard Knocks. He is signed through 2026 and is a cornerstone of that defense along with Swaggy Derwin James. Mm. So... I don't think he belongs in that top tier of edge rushers. I think he's perfectly slotted right here. Uh, but we should give Joey, I personally should give Joey some more love. 
Yes, and I mean, he's only 26. Isn't uh-huh. that surprising? It is. It feels like he should be closer to 30. Yeah. I thought he was 28. Like, if you had asked me before I looked this up, I would have said Joey Bosa is 28 years old. One big concern with Bosa is, is he going to be labeled a linebacker in some of these leagues? Yeah. And you all were talking about him dropping back in coverage. Been, uh, yeah. I mean, talking the, about this. Yeah. They, they got him playing an outside linebacker and they've been dropping him back in coverage a little bit. So they did that a lot with Leonard Floyd last exactly. year with the Rams. And that's what they're talking about possibly with Brandon Staley this year. And if you notice, like on sleeper, they've added a linebacker tag yeah. to him where he was, he didn't have that before. So, um, be wary. We'll see. I'm hoping for the best. That makes me very nervous. Very scared. If your platform were to switch him over to linebacker, that is bad. Yes. So that would not be great. I also remember traded for him about a month ago. (laughs) Oh no. That's right. You did. You wanted to get like a big boy defensive end. Yeah. So didn't need a linebacker. This is this is karma for you getting Tracy Walker as a cornerback. That's right. That's right. You got to did this. Got to correct. Got to correct. So you're not a Nick Bosa guy. Are you a Joey Bosa guy? No, sir. Because of what he did to me in 2019 or whatever year that foot thing was going on. That was an aggravating year. Oh, that's right. You had him for a bit. You've had everybody for a bit. I had Bosa for a little while, and it was just like, yeah, he might play. He's not going to play. Yeah, he might play. No, he's not going to play. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm done with this guy. Bye bye. Remember who you traded him to? Shoot, no. <laughs> Have you you traded with everyone now, right? Oh, hundred percent. I thought so. Hundred percent. All right. Next up on this list is a guy we had mentioned. We're just glad to have him back in our lives when we were talking to Kyle B on the last pot. It's Daniil Hunter. So, folks, go back and look at that 2019 log again. Just four games in single digits. For me, he's like the defensive end version of CJ Mosley for 2021, only with top side, top five upside for his position. He's just a guy like CJ Mosley who has been elite in the past and we're just kind of sleeping on him collectively because he was hurt and missed a lot of last year. Yep. Yep, for sure. Finished as DL5 in 2019, averaging 16.7 points per game. 2018, he was DL6, averaged 16.8 points per game. And why is that log so nice and consistent? It's because he gets high tackle numbers for defensive end. 70 combined tackles in, in 2019, 72 in 2020. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, uh, 70 in 2018, 72 in 2019. Mm-hmm. When you combine those with the 14 plus sacks, you get an elite IDP asset. Yep. That's right, Bobo. How are you feeling about Daniil Hunter? Because I'm trying to suss out who you actually like right now from this defensive end group. I'm a little skeptical of Hunter just because of the injury. And not only that, but his help on the defensive line. It's not what it was in 2019. We've talked about it, I think, even maybe last week. Is it Wanham? Is it Steven Weatherly? Um, They do have Sheldon Richardson back, which maybe is going to be nice for him. But um, I've heard every – and Adam can attest to this a little bit more. They say the neck looks fine. They say his movement is fine. Um, not only that, but they also reworked his deal to where he's going to be, you know, happy, not going to be holding out or anything for, for the off season for 2021. So I like Daniel this year. I do think I called him a couple sods ago, the uh, discount miles Garrett, um, which I think he is. If Daniel is just a a piece of what he was in 2019, he's going to be a top five defensive end. Um, I just don't know that I really want to lock into him long-term for IDP, at least in dynasty. I mean, 
Only 26, though. Yeah, it's true. He's but younger, like a lot younger than what I thought. I don't know. Ever since we've started this stupid pod, though, and we've brought up multiple people with these neck issues, they just they hang around, you know? Are you thinking of Leighton Vanderneck right now? I'm also thinking about your boy Peyton. Yeah, I mean, Peyton was also like 38 years old when he got his neck issues. But mostly Leighton A little Vanderneck. bit different. Yeah. I don't know, man. Averill. <laughs> Remember him? Cliff? Cliff. Cliff Averill? What, did he have neck issues as well? I think so. Yeah, he also... Uh, well, what did, what did uh, you mention? What did Patrick Willis, what was his thing? Was it just concussions? I think he just wanted... I think he just... just he was just like, early. nah, I'm uh, good. Yeah, something, one of those similar things, like a Calvin Johnson just well, left when he was on top. I think it was Tom and John were talking about that um, Borland, Chris Borland yeah. season. He was the one for the 49ers who left... Because of yes. concussion concerns, right? Yes. But had an insane season that year. He right. was the starter in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a lot of excitement for Borland, and then he was just gone. He retired. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, never mind. All right, Bobby, I know this next guy you are excited about because you've mentioned him already. This is number eight, Montez Sweat, or Montez Sweet, as Joey likes to say. So give us the pitch for Montez Sweat, Bobbo. This is... uh. One of the guys I know makes your heart go pitter-patter. Yeah, I mean, what's not to like about him? Young guy, he's 24, um, actually led the team in sacks last year. Um, Also had 45 tackles, 28 of them were solo. He had six passes defended, two forced fumbles, and an interception return for a touchdown last year. I believe it was against the Cowboys. Um, Young guy going into his third year, opposite of Chase Young. Um, Sweat is athletic, too. I mean, the guy's 6'6", 262, um, just lanky, has great bend, as our boy uh, Joey the Tooth wants to talk about quite a bit. Um, I like Sweat. I have him ranked quite a bit higher, not so much because I own him, but I see him in the the Brian Burns type light. Both of them younger, both of them ascending. Um, I think the uh, the best is yet to come for uh, for Montez. Yeah, I think if you for him to put up that kind of log playing alongside Chase Young in 2020, 2020 is insanely impressive. Like if you'd rather skip paying sticker price for Chase Young in a dynasty startup and take Montez Sweat and pair him with like a really solid DN2, I don't blame you at all, mm-hmm. you know, because you can get Sweat. Sweat's not going like a lot later than Chase Young in most dynasty startups. Addy, correct me if I'm wrong here. The no, discount yeah. is not huge, but I think it's big enough to where you could do that as a viable strategy. Yeah, I mean, you're getting, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, there's no more, really discount on, on sweat. I mean, yeah. he's going like defensive in probably eight or nine at this point. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, still, still, you know, that's, that's a hefty price. Um, but yeah, this guy is a, is a freak athlete too. I mean, six, six, two sixty. he ran a four, four, one. That was a hundredth hundredth percentile, um, hundredth, hundredth percentile speed score, 84th percentile burst score, 86th percentile, um, agility score. I mean, yeah, just, just a freak. So, I mean, Washington is in such a good spot there um, at defense. Love to see it. Mm. All right. There we go. The Sweat Man. We'll talk about another Sweat. There's a lot of uh, similar names on this list, as we'll see. And, uh, Addy, as you have so gracefully pointed out for our stupid, stupid listeners, this next player is Josh Allen of Jax. Sure. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. Josh Allen of Buff. Sure. Mm-hmm. So Josh Allen clocks in at number nine on the list. 
Now, Bobby, there is no way around it. We love Josh Allen because he's a Kentucky boy. Yes, sir. But he was a turd last year for your IDP lineups. He missed time with a knee injury, came back, and then went on IR with a knee injury. This was in November, although from all indications, the injury wasn't serious. So what we're hoping for here is truly both a bounce back and fully realized potential alongside another defensive end we like who stepped in for Josh Allen and Caleb on chase on. Damn, Josh. That was good. Well, thank you. Say it again. I will not. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. I like Josh Allen. Um, I'm a little bit concerned. We talked about it recently. 2019, Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe. He had a little bit of help his rookie year. Um, I think that probably plays into it a little bit. But um, Josh Allen is talented. Um, has the ability to drop back in coverage a little bit, I guess, if he needs to. He's kind of could play that role. Uh, very athletic guy. I like Caleb on chase on a lot. He's, we're not going to talk about him tonight, I don't believe. Um, even though we maybe should, he's kind of a nice little buy, even though he's an LB in a lot of, uh, a Definitely. lot of settings. Um, uh, but I like Josh Allen. I think here at nine, I think he makes the most sense. I think he is a D E one. Um, he needs to be drafted that way. Um, and in a normal healthy year for Josh Allen, I, I could see him finishing as the ninth best defensive end. Yeah. I mean, and that's, uh, you know. That defense is going to be bad. Yeah. That offense is going to maybe be okay. I mean, mm-hmm. I could see that defense, you know, being involved in a lot of different shootouts. To where how he's, many, how he's, many games do you think the Jags win? Six. That's kind of what I thought, too. Six to eight. Six and now. 11? Ugh. Yeah. Hate that. Beat the Texans twice. I mean, that's... Yeah, you got a freebie yeah. with the Texans. <laughs> Two dubs there. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just feel like he's, you know, that defense is going to be out there a lot. He's going to be getting after the quarterback a lot. Um yeah, I think this is a prime bounce back candidate. But nice. again, the ADP is still high, still pretty high. Yeah, like you're, he's not going after you know DE fifteen. Mm-hmm. That's surprising considering the injury, the disappointment, other names kind of going you know pushing up the ranks there. It's surprising you're not getting more of a discount on Josh Allen. Yeah. It's just that rookie year is still in people's minds. He was great that rookie year. And maybe you are. I know we're we're all in these, you know, leagues where everyone's kind of locked in and stuff. I mean, maybe in your more casual startup or whatever, this is a guy that can maybe slip through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not finding much of a discount. But I mean, yeah, he's he's a sure bet to, you know, bust back out in, in year three. So I'll give you a trade question just because I've randomly thought about it. Would you trade Fred Warner for Josh Allen? Ooh, I think that's a really that's a fair that's a fair trade. Um, does it mean it obviously depends where I'm at, but yeah, probably. I think I would. I think you know, hmm. Fred Warner. We kind of know what he is at yeah. this point. I mean, he's he's like a. I don't I don't think you really want him as your LB one. He's a great LB two for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see what it looks like now with you know Sala leaving town. See if if his role changes or or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I th- I think Josh Allen just. I still think he has a chance to be special. And, you know, when you can get lock up a premium position like defensive end, you kind of have to. Yep. Yeah, this was the first place we actually varied on the dynasty ranks. For me, I had Carl Lawson at nine wow. and uh, Josh Allen at 10. And that was a tier break. So Chase Young, Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa, tier one, tier. T- I was up. I was with you up until uh, Josh Allen. So TJ Watt, Brian Burns, Joey Bosa, Daniil Hunter were tier two. And then for me, Montez Sweat, 
Carl Lawson and Josh Allen were in tier three. Damn, wow. Son, I thought I was being sexy having Lawson there at 13. Josh was like, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get to Carl Lawson yeah. why I'm so high on him in just a minute. But uh, yeah, I've got him at nine, Josh Allen at 10, but let's move to the guy we actually do have here at number 10 on Addy's list. This is Jalen Phillips. Unfortunately listed as a linebacker in some places, but we're considering him a defensive end. So, Addy, if you read the athletic measurables for Phillips again, I'm not going to be able to stand up for a while. I'm going to. Please don't. <laughs> well, we're not on camera, so it's fine. Go ahead and read it. All right. 6'6", 260 pounds, uh, 46340. That was 88th percentile, um, 87th percentile speed score, 84th percentile burst, agility score, 85th percentile. Um, he's comping to Daniel Hunter. 6'6", six, six, what was the weight? 260. My God. Running a 463. Men that big should not move that fast, Bobby. Montez sweat size. Yeah. He's more athletic than sweat for his. I mean, yeah, they're both the exact same though, weren't they? They're both 66, 260. He just got a little more speed. A little more. Man, he's ridiculous. So Jamin Davis was my favorite landing spot from the 2021 draft, but this was number two for me. If Phillips is who everyone in the draft community thinks he is, I really believe he will thrive playing under Brian Flores. I love that, Josh. You know, we, we hadn't really talked about Miami's defense a lot this year as hey. far as IDPs. You got Emmanuel Agua still there. Uh, are they, I guess they're just going to run back uh, Jerome Baker. Yep. Kyle, Kyle Van Noy went back to New England. Went back to New England. Yep. Now they re-signed Jerome Baker. They re-upped him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and they also brought in uh, Bernardrick McKinney. That's right. Um, but yeah, I mean, a defense still is not good. Well, how many games does Miami win this year? Depends on Tua. I really believe if Tua takes a step, um, I mean, they're in a tough division with the bills. The jets could be ascending. Now, uh, the Pats could be back in the mix with these free agents. They've added, I mean, seven games, maybe I don't even, I don't see them as much better than the Jags, but the hell what they win last year. They were yeah. like, a. Almost made the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that they take a step back, but a lot of that. I was, like that division, though. Fitzpatrick was a lot of that, though, wasn't Tua he? Tua was pretty good, man. I mean, the wins and losses, and <laughs> Tua was pretty good. Um, but he has to be much better now that there's no safety net. But he, they finally have some help That's you know, right. around him, get bringing in Will Fuller, Jalen Waddle. Yep. Malcolm Brown. Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. <laughs> Jared Dokes. <laughs> Jared Dokes, mainly. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, I love Jalen Phillips there, man. It's just like the opportunity is so nice for him. He is the Jamin Davis kind of equivalent of who's there, who is there at defensive end alongside of Jalen Phillips of note. And he doesn't even have to move. Yeah, that's right. It's worth a lot. That's peace of mind. You ever tried to move? It's hell. You're living out of boxes for at least four months. Got that turnover chain. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I hope he brings that turnover <laughs> chain to the Dolphins games. That'd be tight. Just dripping. We need that in the NFL. We need, yes. That's fun. Like, why has the NFL probably because they would get fined? Yeah. NFL probably hasn't. They they do the team celebrations now, which is kind of corny. Yeah. Like, I, I think the turnover chain stuff is cool. I love that. Oh, yeah, I like it. I like seeing what different schools do, you know. So do you agree with what District 3 did to Jalen Phillips because they knew he was a linebacker going to the end of the third? Shouldn't have gone that late. He should have been. Late second? That's too early. Maybe early third. I okay. think early third. I'm picking him in the early third and just hoping he gets switched back. Yes. You're going Parsons, 
JOK, Zayvon Collins, Jamin Davis, then Phillips, or are you going anybody else before him? No, I don't know that I'm going JOK over Phillips. Okay. I think it'd be like Micah, Jamin, Zayvon. Then we're thinking about Phillips. Okay. See, with him still being as an edge, though, like I am putting like pay in the mix because he's yeah. still a D end. Even Gregory Rousseau as a defensive end. Yeah, yeah. they belong for sure. But it's I mean, just if, like, because what if he doesn't switch back? Yeah. You're stuck with a guy playing linebacker who's yeah. clearly not a linebacker. If he's like guaranteed a linebacker for his career, that, yeah, he's dropping behind both those guys. Yeah. But I'm taking him probably, I'd, I'd go pay and then I'd go Phillips and hope Phillips gets switched back. And I mm. think he will. I you may so. have to hold the bag of linebacker for one year, but I pray, I pray he will. Yeah. Yes, we, Lord, Lord willing, <laughs> please, Lord, I've been a good boy. No, you haven't. Number eleven on the list, fellas, is Shaq Barrett, and we're going to wrap up here with a couple of older dudes, Addy. But what I like about your ranks is you're not just all about the youth. That's very important for Dynasty. We're not trying to belittle youth, but it's also just one factor. These older guys. I'm not an ageist. Yeah, you're not ageist. I mean, I say older and I think of Daniil Hunter, who's 26. Like, mm. the this is where we start to really get into the age with Shaq Barrett and the next guy on the list that we'll talk about. Now, Barrett, he does get banged by the positional eligibility question we were just talking about. But don't let that detract from the fact that he's been very consistent for IDP. I really believe his 2019, that's a ceiling that we'll never see him reach again. Like that was insane what he did last, that year as the sack leader in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But even then, 2020 was still nice, y'all. Mm-hmm. Now he'll be 29 this season, but but he has signed a long-term deal. So I think he is a fine defensive end two for your team, assuming he gets that defensive end eligibility. Yep. Yeah. Like you mentioned, really good last year, even though it wasn't like his 2019 campaign, 13.3 points per game in 2020, whereas 2019, it was 21.7. Wow. Uh, finished second in pressures still last year with 77 on 492 pass rush, rush attempts. That was good for a 15.6 pressure rate. Also had a 17.6 pass rush win uh, win percentage. That was 20th best in the NFL. So, you know, like you mentioned, never going to reach those, you know, those 22 points per game heights. But I think he will be better than his 13.3 uh, year he had last year. I, I can see him, you know, maybe getting back in that 15 to 16 points per game range. I think you're wrong, Josh. Mm. So you're kind of finishing there saying – He's a fine defensive end, too, assuming he's obviously a defensive end. I think that maybe we think too much of these defensive ends. Like, I think Shaq Barrett's a defensive end one all day long. You know, it's like, who who are you going to get above Barrett that's going to be your defensive end one in, like, a typical team? You know what I'm saying? I think we're kind of crapping on a 13-point per game in 2020 is like – Man, that's honestly kind of solid for a defensive end, Great. like week in and week out. It is, yeah. So I'm not crapping on what you said. I'm just saying. No, you're did, crapping on it. I mean, I am. I that's don't a, appreciate a it. terrible take. But no, I just, I don't know, man. Defensive ends are just so hard to come by. That that week in week out production. I mean, I I struggled all last year with Josh Sweat, somebody who we I like again for this year. But it's like, man, what week is he actually going to do something? Um, and I think there's a lot of people that probably get into that, you know due to injury, due to bad drafting, due to a trade you shouldn't have made or whatever, you get into a situation, you're like, man, I don't have a freaking defensive end. Like, I 
sometimes you're like, man, I'm running with Shaq Barrett, and I'm so thankful that I've got somebody to run with. So, And, and I'll put my money where my mouth is, Bobo, because I actually have Shaq Barrett at 13. Nice. I've got, of course, Lawson at 9, Josh Allen at 10, Jalen Phillips at 11, and Odafe Owe at 12. I have Barrett at 13 also. I will say one thing I like about Barrett, Tampa's running it back, you know, so everybody's still there. Yep. It's like if there was ever a time to say just, I mean, so do we expect Shaq Barrett to improve then with the exact, I mean, they're playing different teams, obviously. It's not like it's just a carbon copy, but a year older, just got paid, same exact circumstances, same coaches, same teammates. That's the, that is the bit of a pause in it because usually when a guy's in his contract year, they, you know, fall out, fall out. That, like, really, get that money. That wasn't really the case, but I'm not worried about Shaq Barrett. Do you think over under, let's say 14 points per game in 2021 for Shaq Barrett over, I'm going to go slightly under. I think he does a little bit better than what he did in 2020. But so I think you're saying that, like between you're so you're saying between 13.3 yeah, 13.4 and 14.9. Yes. <laughs> I think he's right around that, but 14, no. Yeah, I'm gonna go with 14.2. It's like, <laughs> it's like uh price is right. We're price is riding each other right now. Yeah, I go over. Over? I like All right. Shaq. Ooh, you're going over four uh, 14.2? Oh yeah. Is uh son of a bitch. Is is my old Rams D tackle there? The dude who stepped on uh Aaron Rodgers. And oh, yeah. yeah. He's still there. And everyone and is back. JPP. Vey is healthy and back. And then they also added this guy named Joe Tryon. Oh man. yeah. Defense is sick, man. That that's Tampa a, Bay team is nasty. That's the only reason I'm sleeping on Tryon a little bit. It's just because of who's in front of him. But he's a talented guy. He's a, he's, his time's coming, yeah. man. You got oh, yeah. J, you got a 33-year-old JPP and a 29-year-old Shaq Barrett in front of you. Oh, yeah. All right, fellas. To learn from and get molded by. That's right. Maybe don't go to the 4th of July party with JPP. <laughs> yeah, just uh, watch safely hey, at guys, home. Did you guys have a good 4th? We didn't even discuss. Did you guys go 4th America? <laughs> <laughs> Allie said that when you venmo her, you put that. And I didn't realize it was from a Budweiser commercial. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying it a lot. Yeah, you really it's so have. dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was a great fourth. Got to watch some fireworks over in uh, your neck of the woods. Yes, it was good. Yeah, we have a family that uh, that has a, couple, a bunch of people over pretty late at night, eight or nine o'clock, past my bedtime. And uh, dude, it was some big fireworks. Big and then what was funny was they were like, you can either bring some money or bring what you got. And I was like, I probably need to give you some money. Cause what I have is like, <laughs> it's kind rockets. of embarrassing. So they got done with all these like massive, like boom, like these huge fireworks. And then I was like, y'all can shoot these off if you want to. So the grand finale was essentially like 50, like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh man, let's get in the car guys before they figure out who Bobby, brought these Bobby things. Bobby leaves while they're shooting <laughs> off his fireworks. We had uh, those so two there. Someone brought bottle rockets. Yeah, that was, thing. we were in Connor's backyard and they're shooting these bottle and they're like shooting towards like us and all of our children, like mm-hmm. sitting in the lawn chairs. I was like, hey, let's, let's go. Let's watch the church ones at the front of Markham's when, neighborhood. That's when you get your gun out. <laughs> just because you're going to shoot them as they come <laughs> at you. Best not. You're right, man. Just best not to shoot it up in the air. <laughs> Desk pop. Fourth of July desk pop. No one ever knows. I love that night. <laughs> Great story. We won't tell on Mike about guns being shot at your old residence when you lived at home with your parents. Oh yeah, that's right. Do you remember this story? Oh yeah. That was a great one. We won't, we won't dox our friend here on the uh, pie without his uh, consent, but yeah. So Shaq Barrett, love him as my defensive end too. 
Another guy, similar mold here, Addy, is Zadarius Smith. Little older, but why is he inside your top 12? Uh, I mean, just, you know, more of the same. I mean, great, you know, comparing him to Shaq Beard, that's just right on the money. I mean, last year, Smith averaged 14.9 points per game. That was actually down from his 2019 year where he averaged 16.8. Uh, pressures were also down this last year. Um, in 2019, he he led the league with with 98, but only managed 59 in 2020. So, a little odd, but um, yeah, I mean, I love Zadarius Smith. I mean, we think that Rashawn Gary is going to take another step. I, I imagine Preston Smith's going to be much better than he was last year, um, but he won't get the snaps because of how bad he was last year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Zadarius Smith, I think he'll have a little more help around him. I mean, I love him. He's just, you know, still way too cheap. Always a guy that anytime you draft him in sleeper, everyone's like, oh, God, I forgot yeah. about him. Every time. Every time. And he's a duel. And Shaq Barrett, same deal. Mm -hmm. People still just forget about him too. You know, that duel designation, I think, plays a part of that. Yeah. I love Z. Do you? You big Z guy? Man, the Ravens have to hate themselves for letting (laughs) him get away. I know. Yeah, because they've had really... They've been trying. Yeah. They've been trying to find somebody, and you had him. Grasping at straws. I love Zadarius Smith. I mean, I think exactly what Adam's saying. He's getting slept on too much. Um, hopefully Rashawn Gary takes a step this year. Hopefully Kamal Martin or, um, yeah, the other linebacker there that I'm blanking Chris on. Chris right Barnes? Now. Yeah, Chris Barnes. Hopefully somebody pans out there as well. Secondary is looking. you also have Devondre Campbell. In yeah, the as that's well. true. Secondary is looking solid. Um, I think Zadarius, I think we could see a lot of the same again for him uh, this year. I like Zadarius. We, we can kind of talk about to finish up or whatever who we have in our top 12, but actually have Zadarius at 10. I really Do like you? Zadarius. Nice. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I was going to say both him and Shaq Barrett are 28. I'm flipping a coin between the two. I think you got it right, though, Addy. I'm probably going Shaq Barrett just because he has the deal. He has the contract. Mm-hmm. So if we're splitting hairs, that's a factor that I look at as far as longevity. So give me Shaq Barrett over Zadarius Smith. But uh, Bobo, I've read my top 12, so why don't you hit us with your top 12? Yeah, so I go Miles Garrett, Chase Young, then TJ Watt, then Brian Burns, Montez Sweat, then Nick Bosa, Josh Allen at 7, Daniil Hunter at 8, Joey Bosa all the way down at 9, Zadarius Smith at 10, Carl Lawson at 11, and Jalen Phillips at number 12. You tell me the truth. Is Bosa that low because he's on my team now? I hundred percent no. Uh, Absolutely not. It's a lie from the pits of hell. Who do do you have? I genuinely don't know if you have Nick or Joey. You have Joey. Listen to him. I truly don't know, Adam. He has Dusty Bosa, (laughs) the third brother. (laughs) Do you have Nick or Joey? No, I got uh, Joey. When did you get him? Um, about a month ago. From Lorne. From Nico. He needed a okay. good linebacker. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah. Short of linebacker. If we just see like a, a long expletive coming through on our Slack, we just know it's because Joey Bosa has been switched. No, I'm just going to delete the, I'm going to delete the app that day. Just delete the app. That's a good idea. Adam's just listening the whole Don't time. He's like, well, man. he didn't say Joey. He didn't was, say Joey again. I was waiting. Why is Joey falling so far? Uh-huh. Good gosh. And what am I going to say after this? Uh-huh. So there you go. There is the top 12 y'all. We got, uh, we got through 12. Good job, fellas. We did it. We can go home. We can go home. <laughs> so we've got 13 through 24 
on Monday's episode. We're going to split this up. Like I said, give y'all something to look forward to, but we wanted to hit y'all with the top 12 tonight. Addy, thank you as always for uh-huh. doing the ranks, big three IDP.com, hopefully on reality sports here very soon. But as we wrap up, shout out to our patrons, shout out to our listener leagues. We appreciate y'all. And we appreciate y'all for listening. Like I said, we'll be back on Monday. And then John Macri's back with one of our favorites, Dynasty Trip, on Thursday. So y'all take care, and we will see you next week. This is Big 3 IGP.